0: In the finished work of Jesus. Amen. That's so important for all of us. And I heard earlier today, and I believe it was perhaps uh, Sister Pat in our corporate prayer, Pastor Dora, it, even during our our, our time of... I'm uh, 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 oh, sorry? Welcome. welcome, yes, during our time of welcome as well. Amen. And I, I, I believe that I heard the theme that it is already done. And that's something that we started back in... I believe in January of, of 2012, uh, just talking about administering on those things that the Lord has already done for us. You know, and we say, well, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. I know what it's about. But until you can appropriate those things and you can begin to operate in those things until they get manifested in your life, you know what? That is a message that will continue to be ongoing. Amen, in every area of your life. So you have your Bibles. Let's go back to Second Peter, in the book of Second Peter, chapter 1, uh, verse 3. Amen, hallelujah. Amen. There are so many other scriptures that we have, and we don't, we don't have those before you. Uh, our foundation scripture was actually out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 2. Verse 8 and 9, but we're going to look here, and just to expedite time, uh, First Peter, uh, excuse me, Second Peter, uh, chapter 1, verse 3. Hallelujah. We read it before, we read it on last week, but we're going to read this again on today. Amen. Hi, well, there we go. King James Version, according as his divine power, his divine power in this case referring to grace, hath given unto us all things, that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Amen. Now, if you don't have your Bible, if you'd like to, and it makes it easier for you, those verses will be before you on the, on the, on the screen and right up over my head, and you may follow along uh, with us as well. Now, let me just read that to you from the, the Message Bible. We read it from the King James, but if we have that in the Message Bible, amen. Same scripture, Second Peter. Chapter 1, verse 3, everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has miraculously given to us by, has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. It's the best invitation I don't know about you, but it's the best invitation I ever received. Glory be to God, and I am so thankful for that. So God has given us everything that we need. Hallelujah. But it's up to us to get personally and intimately acquainted with him, get to know the one who invites you to him. I find personally that, you know, I get a better feeling for people when I'm able to spend time with them personally, and I'm able to interact with them. You know, now I begin to to know them, and it feels like it, and, and, and I believe that I'm building a relationship with them. So in order to know someone, you really have to get to know them. Amen. Amen. So God in Christ Jesus has given us everything that will that will deal with all of our lives. You know, if you have an automobile, and perhaps you may have uh, bumper-to-bumper coverage. They have all different kinds of names of you know now for for different types of of coverage you may have. Perhaps you have a warranty, and you know it may be warranted for 12 months or or. Or or three years 36,000 miles and all of those things but is it amazing to you just as it is amazing to me if you've ever had a brand new car if you've ever had a warranty on a car nothing ever happens to that vehicle until the day after the warranty runs out that is just such an amazing thing but I'm just so thankful For our Heavenly Father, God, the Creator of the ends of the earth, His covenant, His warranty, His covenant, His promises, His blessings will never run out before us and we don't ever have to worry about running out of the good things that the Lord has for all of us. Amen. But we're not ever going to know what He has for us if we don't get to know Him intimately. And as I said, He has given us everything that we need To live a godly life before him. You know, and it's amazing to me because sometimes when I talk to people, they say, Well, Pastor, you don't understand, and I'm going through this, and I'm going through that. And you just don't know how hard it is. In life, it's just such a hard old way, but God has given us everything. That means nothing left out so that we can live a godly life before him. I don't care what you're going through right now amen I don't care what happened on last night or this morning before we assembled ourselves here to yes. think that we need yes. amen remember on last week how I told the story of a man who went on a voyage yes. Uh-huh. but he didn't know or understand that all of his meals were included in the price of that ticket yes. well He missed out on a delightful culinary experience because he didn't think that he could afford it to buy anything that was on that cruise. But I'm really sad to report today that uh, there are some people of God who don't understand three simple words. Those three simple words are paid in full. There are a lot of Christians today wondering why they can't enjoy that, if you will, that mega meal that the Lord has already prepared for us. They look around at other believers who seem to be victorious, who are blessed, who are living life to the fullest until it overflows. And they seem to be on top where they seem to be enjoying God's best in the natural and the spiritual realms. So people look around and say, I just don't understand it. You know, what the Lord is doing for them in their lives, they wonder why they are limited. It's those people. We have some, Pastor Dora has someone in her daycare, and, 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 and one of the little ones always says whenever, you know, the meal is being dispensed, whenever the snack is being dispensed, uh, you know, whenever something, it's something good is being given out and it hasn't gotten to his turn yet, the one thing this particular individual says, Miss Dora, what about me? What about me? Well, it's about, look, just wait your turn here and you're going to get yours, you know? And sometimes I think we as people of God, we have that what about me attitude. Remember that song? And it was popular uh, quite a few years ago. And the name of the song was, I forget the name of the song, but the words to the song go, You're next in line for your miracle. Remember that? And it would say, you just got to push You know, what is it, push to the head of the line. Remember that song? Amen. Somebody will remind me of that. It'll come to me after I say the amen, but that's all right. Amen. Hallelujah. But amen. We are in line for your miracle. You are in line for your miracle, but it's up to you to stay in expectation, earnest expectation of what the Lord is going to do. And I'm saying to somebody in here today, here's a prophetic word. For somebody, amen, whether you were here when we had the corporate prayer, but the thing is you're here now, whatever, you are in you, your miracle, your miracle, your miracle is at hand. It's at hand right now. That is a prophetic word. Hallelujah. So if you believe that your miracle is at hand right now, all you need to do is just say, I receive it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, just like that, that just like what that man on the cruise ship, he didn't understand is what far too many Christian believers, saints of God don't understand. And that is a a principle that we as people of God need to understand. That is the principle of grace, G-R-A-C-E. And grace is not something that we say whenever it's time to eat when that meal is put before us. But let me define grace for you. I'm going to define that for you in just a minute, okay, as we go on. But when Jesus went through the heavens and when he was seated on the right-hand side of the Father in heaven, all those meals were included in the price of that ticket. All the help that you need is in that ticket. All the enablement that you need is in that ticket. All the strength that you will ever need Hallelujah. It's already in that ticket. So you need to make the decision today to avail yourself of the provisions that God has already provided for you and put in that ticket. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something today. It's all about the ticket. You say, well, I won't have a ticket. Well, perhaps right now you have that ticket on your lap. Perhaps you have that ticket in your hand. And it is the word of God, and he's given us everything that we need, hallelujah, to appropriate the blessings that he has already provided for all of us. Amen. Hallelujah. It's all about the ticket. So let's go a little further. Can we go a little further here? Now I'm going to give you, this is a simple explanation. It's a simple explanation and definition of the word grace. Amen. Are you ready for this? Here it is before you, G equals God's, R equals his righteousness, A, at, A, T, C, Christ, E, expense. That is my definition of grace. It is God's righteousness at Christ's expense. Grace. Very simple explanation for all of us. Amen. Hallelujah. So the word grace, the word gracious, the word graciously occur almost 200 times in total in the word of God. So you see, the study and understanding of grace is so important for all of us as people of God. Amen. It should be precious to every one of us as saints of God who seek to share in the riches of God's grace. How many of you seek to share in the riches of God's grace? Now I'm not just talking about that financial monetary blessing, but I'm talking about everything that he's provided for us. Healing, deliverance, salvation, growth, all of the things, nothing left out that all encompassing riches of his grace. So now let's go on and let's add to our definition of grace. We've already said of what it is already, we said that it is God's righteousness At Christ's expense. All right, so let's add to it. So now grace is the unmerited and undeserved favor of God. Grace comes from God. Salvation is a gift of God, but grace is the favor of God. And something that favor is, how many, have you ever heard someone say, well, I'm really going to do you a favor. I'm not supposed to do this. You know, it's against the rules. It's against the regulations. I really don't have the power or the authority to do it. But just because there's something about you that's special, I can't quite tell you what it is, but I am going to do you a favor. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, that's what the Lord did. He knows there was something special about you. That's why he extended us his grace, amen. Mercy carried us so far until grace could get a hold of us, amen. So grace is the favor of God. Salvation and grace are free. It doesn't cost you anything. Didn't come by any effort of our own. So now let's go a little bit deeper. I don't understand why some saints of God, they have such a hard time in wanting to serve the Lord. They want the fire insurance policy. Amen. Hallelujah. But they don't want the responsibility. They don't want to be faithful to what God wants them to do. But they want God to be faithful to them and honor them in everything that they want to do. God's not obligated to do that. So we're going to go a little deeper here. So it takes faith to take possession of all that our Heavenly Father God has done for us. Amen. It takes faith. F-A-I-T-H. Faith is so important to everything that we do in the kingdom of God. If we are people of God. It takes faith. It takes faith. Faith is our part. But grace is God's part. We believe by faith. Let's look at our, let's look at our, our foundation scripture here in Ephesians chapter 2. Amen. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 8 and verse 9. If you have the same Bible, I do. Page 1538. Hallelujah. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. What is it? It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should. Boast. We can't take any credit for anything. Let me read it to you in the the, uh, Amplified Bible. For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves. It's not of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God, not because of works. It's not the fulfillment of the law's demands, lest any man should boast. It is not the result of what anyone can possibly do. So no one can pride himself in it or take glory to himself. So I know we're all good, but there's one thing we cannot do we cannot save ourselves. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The only thing we can do is keep on sinning and sinning and sinning and sinning and sinning. Amen. Until we get the revelation, until our hearts get convicted and say, wait a minute, hallelujah. I just need to make a change in my life. Yes. And now, I, Lord, I'm going to receive you into my life. So faith is our part, grace is God's part. All of his works, people of God, have already been finished. How many of you like finished stuff? Yes. I like finished stuff. I can remember when I I had my first apartment, I bought my first apartment, and there was a place, I don't know if it's still there or not, but it used to be right on, uh, uh, right over there at the Penn Circle, remember Howard Hill Furniture over there? And they used to sell all that unfinished, they had beautiful stuff in there, you know, but it was all unfinished. And it took me years, went in there and bought a table and some chairs, it took me years to get it, and I never finished it in my apartment. And by the time I decided that I was going to finish it, I had outgrown the apartment. It was time to move, so I just chucked the whole thing out. <laughs> beautiful furniture, beautiful craftsmanship, beautiful woodwork, but it was unfinished. There was something lacking in that. So I love the things that are already finished. I don't like half-done stuff, partially done stuff. I like things that have already been Finished, And all of God's works for us have already been finished, people of God. Amen. So if that's the case, then your faith, your faith, my faith says, I believe it is ready. Everybody say, I believe it's ready. I believe it's ready. Faith says, I believe it's done. Faith says, I believe that Jesus already did it. Well, hallelujah, you're only saying it because I'm telling you to say it, then you wasn't saying it, amen, like you meant it anyway, amen. But if you have that faith, you'll say, Lord, I thank you and I believe it because it's already done and that I'm going to rest, hallelujah, in the finished work that you have already provided for me, amen, hallelujah, glory be to God. Let me, let me say this, um, Ethan's back here and, and you know, he's, he's with us during the week, you know, uh, uh, during the daytime when mom and dad are out of work, one of the things that I observed about Ethan already is that there he is, he's waving his hands, he's giving me the, raise your hands up, lift your hands up, and, you know, whenever he was, he, he, he would, he was downstairs and he would, he would, he would get a little fitful, in and in, 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 in a little restless when, you know, when they had him in his bassinet, when, 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 when his grandmother had him in his bassinet, and all. But I observed this with him on last week. We have the sleep number bed, and it's beautiful. I've got my number, you know, she has her number, and they're different. But we noticed on last week now, and Ethan would be, you know, and I could hear him sometimes if I was at home, and he would be fitful, and, you know, the kids were, you know, they were enjoying themselves and having a good time, and they were going through their daily routines. And he would get fitful. But now when Pastor Dora started bringing him him upstairs, putting him in the bed, wrapping the blankets, putting pillows around here, and, and, and just wrapping him in his little blanket and all, sometimes we'd have to wake that kid up. He got so comfortable being in that sleep number bed. And I told his mother the other day, I said, you know, this kid's got his own, he's got his own number already. huh? Here he is, just a few months old, he's got his own sleep number already. You know what? You may not have a sleep number bed, but you've got a sleep number already. That's right. You have got a number Amen, hallelujah, you've got some blessings You've got some promises that the Lord has already set forth for all of you Hallelujah, but all you have to do is rest in what he already has for you as people of God So I said now we already said that faith says I believe it's ready we declared and we said that faith says I believe it's done We declared and we said that faith says I believe that Jesus already did it. Well, these three things are the key to taking hold of the favors of God that you didn't earn. Those things are the three keys. You've already said those three keys. And as long as you stay with those three keys and believe everything is going to be all right by faith. Everything you lack. Has been made ready already. Glory be to God. Everything you need has been made already. Hallelujah. Now, this may strike a chord with some of you here today, but if you are single and you are believing God for a spouse, glory be to God, your spouse has already been made ready. If you're single and you're believing God for a spouse, amen, you don't have to say amen. I'm just saying this right off the bat. You can say amen. So be it. Yes, Pastor, I believe that it's already done, but be careful what you pray for. That's right. Be careful for what you're believing God for. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It's already been made. Your spouse has already been made ready. Amen. Hallelujah. That extension, that addition to your family has already been made ready. Amen. Whatever it is you're believing God for, our church building, our church property, our land, it's already been made ready. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Yeah, how many of you believe that? How many of you receive that on today? Hallelujah. There is nothing that you can think of on this earth that God Almighty has not already made ready for you. Glory be to God. I feel like preaching this thing. Now, here's the thing. Now, some of you may not be ready for it, but God has made it ready already. Amen. Hallelujah. So he's not holding that thing because he's trying to punish you. Amen. Hallelujah. The reason it might not have manifested itself right now is because you have not been made ready. Amen. You need to get your faith in order. Hallelujah. You need to get your life in order. Amen. Hallelujah. And then you'll see the manifestation of everything that God has for you. So that when grace shows up in your life, you won't live the way you used to live. You'll be living your life by faith now knowing that it has already been done and you can rest in the finished works of Jesus. Hallelujah. God already has what you and your therapist or your doctor or your sponsor are still trying to figure out. Let me say it again. Hallelujah. God already has what you and your therapist your doctor or your sponsor are still trying to figure out. Yes. There right. yes. amen. a whole lot of folk going to meetings every, every, look, they go to meetings for years. And they can't figure out the fact that, listen... You are not what that person in that meeting says you are. If you are a saint of God, if you are born again baptized believer in Christ Jesus, you need to know that Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. He's redeemed you from the curse of sickness. He's redeemed you from the curse of disease. He's redeemed you, redeemed you. You have been bought with a price already. Glory be to God. And you are not what people say you are. You are who God says you are. Amen. Hallelujah. No matter what, no matter what, you are more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. So don't try to figure it out on your own. Amen. Just look to the Lord. Let him give you that wisdom. Let him give you that revelation. Let him give you that insight into what he wants you to do. So why not release your faith? Right now, so that manifestation can show up in your life. Why not do that right now? It doesn't matter, you don't have to wait. Why is it that we as born-again believers always go to the world to try to figure out how to get help for an answer? Can somebody tell me that? We have some people that have studied psychology and and, 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 and all of that, and they, they, they're, they're well-versed, and they have all of the clinical answers and all of that. But why is that so? That even the saints of God born-again believers are always going to the world to try to get help for an answer to a situation that they have. When that answer has already been made ready by Jesus Christ. Why is that so? The answer has already been finished. That answer that we need has already been provided for us as people of God. Hello! The answer has already been provided for you. So we need to get in line with what the Lord is prompting you to do in your spirit. Stop saying, well, Lord, I'll I'll delay that. I don't want to do that. Let me skip over this step. Skip over that step. You can't do that. If you want to finish product, you can go to the supermarket and buy a box of, uh, of cake mix, bring it home, put it in a baking pan, and stick it in the oven. Turn on the oven, and it won't be very long before the fire department shows up your, at your house to put out the fire, because that box you put in that pan and put it in the oven is now on, on, on fire. You have to follow the prescribed method and you have to make sure that you follow every step explicitly in order for you to be able to get that finished product. We can't step over anything. We can't jump over anything. We always want to see the end of the product. We don't want to do what it takes in order to bring it to pass. God wants you to, hello, God wants you to trust him, people of God, for, for whatever you like, You lack and for whatever you need and I'm gonna say that again God wants each and every one of us in here to trust him for whatever we lack and for whatever you need is there anything that you need from the Lord well if it is you need to trust him hallelujah so come on as people of God amen whatever it is you lack come on right now let's let's release our faith amen are you ready to release your faith in here Amen. As I get ready to close up, let's make this confession together. I believe, I believe. God is my answer. God is my, answer. God, is my way out. God is my way out. Amen. We'll go looking for a way out when the way has already been made for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Say this. I believe, I believe. God, God, is, my God, way God in. is my way in. Not only is he your way out, but he's also in your way in. He's your way in. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You could be coming in feeling like, well, I don't know if this is going to work, but the Lord will be passing you on the way out and you'll meet that blessing right at the door. Hallelujah. You could be going out and he'll be coming in. You could be coming in and he'll be going out, but the Lord will meet you right where your need is. Glory be to God. Shout yes, somebody. Hallelujah, God is waiting for his people to stand up and say, I believe God. Now, I'm not going to tell you what to do next. But God is waiting for his people to stand up and say, I believe God. Hello, somebody. Did anybody get that revelation? Hallelujah, glory be to God. I believe God. Hallelujah, get me that verse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get me that verse in Acts chapter 27. Glory be to God. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 27 and 25. Amen. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told to me. Look at it in the Message Bible as we read it right here in the uh, Amplified Bible. So keep up your courage, men. For I have faith, complete confidence in God that it will be exactly as it was told to me. This was the Apostle Paul when he was on his way to Rome. He was on his way to Nero's chapel block. But one thing Paul believed, he believed God. Amen. Hallelujah. Whatever you're going through on today, you need to believe God. Paul was going, he was going through. When he was going through his situation and circumstances, and he knew that the ship that they were on was about it was doomed and and it looked like there was going to be utter destruction for all of them. But here's in the Message Bible, verses 23 through verses 26. Last night God's angel stood at my side. An angel of this God I serve saying to me, Don't give up Paul. You're going to stand before Caesar. Yet and everyone sailing with you is also going to make it. So, dear friends, take heart. Here it is. I believe God will do exactly what he told me. That's right. Somebody say this. I believe God, I believe God will do, will do. Exactly, exactly what he told me. He told How many of you believe that? Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, glory be to God, because God is well able to take care of every situation in your life. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Those, of right, those people around you may call you a fool, but your faith will be bringing in manifestation of your hopes, dreams, and desires. Glory be to God. It doesn't matter what people say. Glory be to God. However long you've been standing, you could have been standing for one day, one year. You could have been standing for 10 years or 20 years, but you continue to believe God. Make this declaration with me. Hallelujah. Jesus did it all. Hallelujah. How do we know that he did it all for us? Beyond the shadow of a doubt, we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that Jesus did it all. Hallelujah. In John chapter 17, verse 4, when Jesus, when he was having a conversation with his heavenly father, he said, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Hallelujah. This is a time when Jesus was going through in in John chapter 17. And we know this is the prayer where Jesus was praying and the Lord is handing in his final report to his heavenly father. And during this time, Jesus has not died yet on the cross of Calvary. But as far as God is concerned, he speaks of things which are not as if they are. So Jesus is saying here, he has not gone to the cross of Calvary yet. But he's saying, I have finished the work which thou gave me to do. Future tense for God is just as accurate as your past tense. Hallelujah. So Jesus is going to the cross. He's going to die, but we know that's not the end of the story. In John chapter 19 verse twenty, verse 30, Jesus said, it is finished. That means our redemption is finished. He has done everything that was necessary, and we can put a period right there. When we rest in the finished work of of Jesus, you can put a period right there we can 't add anything to his finished work because he did it all for us. Hallelujah, glory be to God. hallelujah. So God wants you to understand and he 's telling us that He has already done everything that he 's going to do for us. Hallelujah, but it 's your response to whether you choose to receive everything that he 's done for you.